And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hope everybody had a good weekend. You have a good weekend, man? Absolutely. Yeah, Josh is here. He's back. He uh, he has not abandoned me for four days straight. Only three. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and then the fourth day he comes back, he returns to me. So you can't stay away for too long. That's, that's, just, that's how it's always been with me. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Hit that subscribe button while you're there. Please also hit the Rumble button. And don't forget, daily show prep is at theburningtruth.us. I'm also setting up a sub stack, which will give you an alternative way to get podcasts and the daily show prep. And you don't need to do that extra, okay? That's just something that you can do on your own. won't cost you anything. It'll be totally free. Um, but it just give you options on where you can digest the content, okay? Make it a little bit easier for you uh, to, to basically be able to go to wherever you want to go, pick up my content, pick up my stuff, and you don't have to worry about, you know, making sure that you're specifically set in one location. Uh, also want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Hey, our former mayor, P. Buttigieg, is still an idiot, Josh, in case you didn't know. Sorry, I shouldn't drag Josh into into the P. Buttigieg is an idiot uh, talk, but but the guy is clearly in over his head. So he's out there saying, that he's, I'm not going to apologize for taking paternity leave. Now, let me just reiterate this, because most of you know I've been advocating for for the uh, the rights of men for my entire political career, and I have been a staunch supporter of paternity leave. I don't think that the government should mandate that a company give paternity leave, but I do believe that companies should offer. I think it's a, it's a great incentive. I don't think that the, the man needs to be off as much as the, the mom. This is a situation, obviously, where you're dealing with adopted twins. They're, uh, they're preemies and that sort of thing. Got two, two guys in the household. I understand that. But there is a... Here's the thing. Men have always understood this. And maybe it's just, I don't know, these younger generations don't quite get it. Men have always understood this. When you have an important job, you better show up. And for most men, whatever job you have is an important job. And the reason for that is you are usually providing for somebody or you're trying to build yourself so you can provide for somebody. So in general, men have had this attitude. I need to go to work no matter what. So most men show up to work sick. Most men show up to work injured. Most men don't go home if they're injured, unless, of course, they get paid, right? There's some people get a salary. Some people don't get that salary. And the people who don't get that guaranteed pay, they show up for work no matter what. Why? Because they have to. Now, when you volunteer to become the Transportation Secretary of the United States of America, the world's largest economy, you need to show up to work. And Pete Buttigieg has not shown up to work. And what has happened? Well, things are messed up. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. With as bad as Pete Buttigieg is, he probably would have messed it up a lot more had he shown up to work. But he didn't show up to work. And we've got the mess that we have right now. And Pete is finally catching flack for this. He's, we've been talking about this for a while now, but Pete's finally catching flack for this. And people are going, wait, where is the transportation secretary? Why are you taking all of this time off? Why are you off for a couple of months? Why are you taking two months off? You don't need to be off for two months. What do you, you have an important job. You chose that important job. If Pete Buttigieg did not want to have to come back to work then he shouldn't have taken a job that would require him to come into work when there's any little crisis. Because any little crisis 
is a big crisis when you're talking about the job that he has. And I get it, you know, Transportation Secretary, usually this type of stuff is run on autopilot. They wanted Pete Buttigieg to talk about roundabouts and trains and that sort of stuff, and that's not what's going on. I understand that. But he took the job in the middle of a pandemic. We were already having shipping issues at the time. He knew that that was in the job description, that that was going to be something that was going to fall on his plate. He chose to take the job, and because of everything that happened in Afghanistan, he chose to run away from that job for an extended period of time. An extended period of time. And here's the other thing. You can talk to a lot of dads out there. A lot of dads out there. Uh, it is amazing how, how much time they find to work even when they're taking care of their family. Amazing how that works. You know why? Because this is another thing that men tend to do. This always gets lost in the, uh, the income equations too. One of the things that men tend to do, generally speaking, particularly older generations, men tend to work long hours if they can't work during the day because they have to take care of their kids, they make sure they work that night. If they lose hours during the week because of a family crisis, they work on the weekends. They work on holidays. They give themselves you know, those extra hours to make up that workload. That's what men typically do. It has always been the thing that has separated men from most women, not all, most women in the workforce. And so Pete Buttigieg is out there going, I'm not going to apologize for taking two months off to uh, to deal with uh, with my adopted babies. Um, then resign. If you're not going to show up, resign. You run one of the largest bureaucracies in the world. Leave. Let somebody else come in and take over the job. And then, of course, he tries to gaslight everybody. He goes, look, the only reason shipping is bad is because Biden has guided us out of a recession. Uh, first of all, we were not in a recession. We went over this. This is an artificial shutdown. That doesn't count as a recession. All right, let's let's take a look at inflation. Let me tell you, one of the one of the indicators of recession is inflation. Inflation's through the roof right now. Let's let's go over a couple of things. Rental cars are up 43% since last September. Gas is up 42%. Used cars are up 24%. Get a great deal at RB Car Company, by the way. Um, bacon is up 19%. You re- I haven't had bacon in weeks, Josh weeks it's driving me nuts because i can't have that store bacon store bacon's crap bacon hotels are up 18 percent. beef is up 18 percent. pork is up 13 percent. eggs are up 13 percent. televisions are up 13 percent. kids shoes are up 12 percent. and now nike says they can't even make enough shoes for the holiday season do you see that nike doesn't even have this is how bad things are josh things are so bad nike doesn't have enough slaves in china to make enough shoes for the Christmas holiday so pasty white liberals can buy shoes that are overpriced. They're running out of Uyghur slaves. Can you believe that? They're running out of slaves to make shoes. That's how bad things are for Nike right now. Furniture's up 11%. New cars are up 9%. Chicken's up 8 Apples are up 8 Restaurant prices are up 5 Electricity's up 5 And they expect it to go up another 5 over the winter. And rent... Rent is up 2.9%. Does that sound like we're out of a recession, anybody? Of course it doesn't. But when you're, I don't know, a blithering idiot who doesn't know anything about economics, as Pete Buttigieg clearly showed as mayor of South Bend, you start running into these issues. One of the funniest things that I ever saw, and I know that I've joked about this quite a bit, one of the funniest things I ever saw was when I first got to town, and I saw that, welcome to a 21st century city. 
Hey, Josh, you've been here all your life. Has South Bend a 21st century city to you? No! There isn't a single person who thinks South Bend is a 21st century city. Not a single person. Because it's not. That's the sad reality. It's not. If I ran South Bend, we could be. But I'd have to get the council out of the way, which which is probably going to get me in trouble with the law, Josh, because I don't think I'm allowed to get the council out of the way. Uh, I If I were overlord of South Bend, South Bend would be successful. But I can't be overlord of South Bend because South Bend has, has idiots who run it. They've got cabals who run the idiots. And then, of course, those idiots and those cabals are put in power by people who don't pay attention to politics. But somehow they find a way to show up to the polls. And then they get surprised when their taxes goes up more than the cost of a pizza because some government bureaucrat told them, ah, no, we're just going to raise your taxes the cost of a pizza. Turns out pizzas are really expensive every single month. But it's because you were lied to. And because people in South Bend never hold anybody to account, you start running into these issues. People like Pete Buttigieg get elected. Democrats don't have anybody in their bench because everybody's old and white and usually has some kind of a pro-segregation background. And so what they go ahead and do is they try to find as many young people that tick off the social counts as they possibly can, and that's exactly what happened with Pete. Wanted him to be the chair of the Democratic National Committee. That didn't work out. Now they want him to be president. Didn't work out. Wanted him to be vice president. Didn't work out. Next thing you know, we're just gonna put him in, uh, we'll put him in transportation secretary. Okay, it's, it's fine. No big deal. He'll get his jobs, whatever. Then we get to say, hey, this guy ran the, the, the country's transportation for several years, and then he'll run for president again. Only now, now his resume looks like uh, boats can't unload onto the docks when Pete Buttigieg is around. And, and while boats couldn't unload, Pete Buttigieg took two months off. And he'll say, look, we've got, uh, we've got these kids home. My husband can't take care of the kids by himself. Oh, okay. So work at night. Like every other dad who has sacrificed his personal time to take care of his family. We're acting like this is some brand new concept that dads do not get to take care of their family and work at the same time. That's a load of crap because dads have been doing that since the beginning of time. And all Pete has to do is show up at home when when his husband Chaston is, is taking care of the kids when the kids are in bed, Pete Buttigieg goes to work, starts firing off those emails, scheduling those calls, whatever it is. You know, I'm always amazed by this. Um, you know, you, I, I see dads doing this all the time, but it's always, it always ends up being like some kind of a meme when some kid interrupts a dad doing a Zoom meeting or something like that. It becomes a whole thing. It goes viral. I, I've seen a ton of dads with their kids on their lap doing meetings. And guess what? Everybody understands. Do you think anybody in the unions and the docks in Los Angeles are going to care if the transportation secretary is negotiating with a baby in his arms? Josh, you think anybody's going to care about that? Not a single person's going to care about that. Heck, it'll probably earn him brownie points. It'll go viral. You have all of the swooning moms out there going, oh, look at Pete Buttigieg being a dad and running transportation in the country. Look, the fact of the matter is Pete Buttigieg was terrible with transportation issues here in South Bend. Pete Buttigieg is terrible with transportation issues of the national government. That's all there is to it. He doesn't know what he is doing. And the people who are around him are trying to advise him on what to do. They apparently don't know what they're doing either, which is why you've got a bunch of people running around and not doing the basics here. And by the way, that also starts with the governor of California, who's not allowing trucks to get in and move these things. But you you, you got the Biden administrations, and there are people who are in Pete's way, okay? 
That's true. But the fact that Pete Buttigieg can't come out here and go, look, I'm trying to get Governor Newsom to open up at least temporarily to trucks who are who predate 2011 and might violate the state's car restrictions because we need things to move out of the state. But he can't say that because he hasn't tried to do that. Where's Pete Buttigieg talking about negotiating with these international shipping companies who are price gouging right now? Hey, I've tried negotiating with these companies to price gouge with this company, this company, this company are not doing it. And here's why they're not doing it. And this is causing a problem with U.S. exports going out. U.S. exports don't go out. Warehouses cause problems. Where's Pete Buttigieg saying that he's tried to do that? He can't say that because he hasn't. Where's where's Pete Buttigieg talking about negotiating with warehouse warehouses to to start operating 24 hours a day, which is what the docs say they need the warehouses to do. Pete Buttigieg isn't out there and saying, hey, hey, hey. Um, I've tried negotiating with these warehouses to get them open 24 hours, but but they won't do it. And here's why. He's not saying that because he hasn't done it. Because the transportation secretary has been at home. Okay, I'll give him this. He's trying to be a dad. All right, he's at home trying to be a dad, but he's not being a man after that. Men show up to work when they can show up to work. They take care of their families, they sacrifice their personal time, they sacrifice the pleasures they get in life, and they go to work and they provide. That's what men do. Pete's not doing it. He's not providing for his country, he's not providing for his job, he's not providing for the citizens of this nation, especially with the holiday season coming up. That's what he's missing out on. I'll give him credit for showing up being a dad, for being a husband to his husband. Fine, I'll give him credit there but he's not showing up when he's supposed to be a man. He's picking or choosing. His perspective, as he's going out there, I'm not going to apologize for all of the chaos that has happened in my absence. I'm trying... You re, you have any idea how many minor fires I put out on a, a near-daily basis after the kids go to bed? I, I can't imagine sitting there and watching this unfold, and I were the transportation secretary of the United States, and people are walking into empty shelves in the United States. We don't have empty shelves here, guys. I know that you all know that. We don't have empty shelves here. And the fact that people are walking into empty shelves, people are starting to hoard again, People are starting to to you know build up their supplies. People are being told, even by Pete, hey, you need to do your Christmas shopping now. That's not okay. The idea that he didn't go to work when the kids went to bed is appalling. And it doesn't matter how many times he gives a press conference or how many times some softy somewhere goes, no, 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 he's just taking care of his family. Okay, men take care of their family sacrifice their personal time, and then go to work. That's what men do. Pete's not doing that. Pete hasn't done that for two months. Maybe it's because they don't actually want him doing it. Maybe because his ideas are terrible. We joked about the roundabouts uh, to roundtables. We joked about that last week, Monday, last Monday. We joked about that, but what if that's his idea? What if his idea is, ah, I just have the boat circle around and then they'll come in when they're ready? I, I don't know. I don't know what Pete has proposed because every time Pete is asked what he's proposed, he doesn't have an answer. 
And of course, we posed the question to you last week, too. Do you think that maybe there isn't supposed to be an answer that this is all by design? This is... (laughs) There's... Biden has led us out of a recession. Yeah. Look at the... Look at the jobless claims. Look at inflation. Look at the the new job creation. All below what they're supposed to be. Yeah. We're heading towards a recession. We're not coming out of one. Got more coming up. New Stock 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, of course, the uh, the sad news today is General Colin Powell has passed away. And here's the, here's the thing. I, I'm already watching the shift kind of happen, but I want you to pay very, very close attention to the media narrative on this. So General Powell, he passed away from, air quote, COVID complications, right? So he's fighting cancer, but he passed away from COVID complications. And now what I predicted earlier today, and, and I posted on social media, and I was kind of in a rush, and a couple of people were like, well, he, he didn't quite die from COVID. You're right. But this is why you don't post when you're in a rush and you're running around doing stuff. So I apologize, but I hadn't posted all weekend. It's like, yeah, I got to get stuff out there early in the day so people remember that I'm alive. So anyway, Co- uh, Colin Powell, the, the story is that he died of COVID complications, okay? But it's really cancer. And... I predicted that the media is going to then shift into, well, there aren't that many breakthrough. He's fully vaccinated. So this is a breakthrough COVID infection. There aren't that many people who get you know, breakthrough infections, which, by the way, is not true. And then eventually what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to spin this the other way. So it's like, watch how this becomes COVID to it becomes a, a breakthrough infection, but it's rare to no, no, no. He really died from the cancer. Uh, COVID was secondary. And then it'll come full circle because then people will, will immediately be able to point at the media and go, hey, so you're admitting that it's it's the comorbidities that are the bigger problem here because that's what took his life. It's It was the cancer that took his life. COVID was a part of that. But COVID exacerbates issues that you already have. COVID has killed almost nobody by itself. It's like four, three and a half to four percent or something like that. People don't die from COVID. People die from the comorbidity that COVID exacerbates or prevents the body from from recovering from. And that's ultimately what happened here. I'm hoping, as as sad as it is to hear about anybody passing away, I am hoping that this, because of his profile, that this leads to more discussion about what is real and what is not real when it comes to a breakthrough infection. We've got more coming up. In just a couple of minutes here on 95.3 MNC, MNC News Time is 3.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I'm going to I'm gonna let Biden yell at all of you here in a couple of minutes. But first, got to tell you about R&B Car Company. Yes, we did buy a vehicle from R&B Car Company. I, I don't know why I keep getting this question. Maybe it's because people in radio don't typically actually use the products and stuff like that, that they that they endorse. People just take the money. There's a lot of people like that. And, and as I've highlighted throughout my entire career, I endorse stuff that I actually use. 
That's just how it works. My sales team knows that. Josh was on the sales team at one point. He knew that. Uh, that's just how it is. You know, if I if I don't like the product, if I don't like the company, if I don't use it, you don't hear about it on the show. And a little bit later on, there is a story involving Dan Bongino that kind of ties into that. So just keep that in the back of your mind as we, we talk about Dan Bongino versus one of his sponsors a little bit later on in the show. But yes, we did. We bought a vehicle from R&B Car Company. Uh, we got to a point where the uh, the old van, the old minivan, which we loved, you know, the minivan, easy to get in and out with the kids and uh, pets and all of that stuff. The minivan was great storage-wise, but, you know, it was getting up there in, in mileage. It was starting to have some major issues, and it didn't get the best gas mileage. And my wife has taken, taken a part-time position where she drives quite a bit, and that became an issue. So she said that she wanted something newer, less miles, preferably with a warranty, had some extra features that she was looking for, in particular being able to, to connect her phone to the car without having any major issues through you know Bluetooth or what have you. Uh, and she wanted a built-in GPS. She wanted a remote start, which we had to retrofit the van with from Zbar. But she wanted to she wanted to be able to get much better, better gas mileage. Those are all the things that she wanted while still being able to put the whole family in there. So we packed up. We went into. R&B car company in South Bend. She drove five or six of their vehicles. We finally found the car that she she liked. Um, and there we go. We were at a point, too, where we were almost going to have them bring a vehicle in from, from their Warsaw location. But we actually found one on the lot that she was looking for. And within two hours, we had the car. And that's that's it. Drove away. Simple, friendly, no hassle. They weren't hiding anything from us. It, it was an easy very fast process, so much so that we had two kids with us and neither of them had a tantrum at all. If you can buy a car with two young kids and nobody has a tantrum, you're doing great. Go to rbcarcompany.com, take a look at their inventory, R&B Car Company, go out there, test drive some vehicles, let them know that I sent you so they know their advertising dollars work. All right, uh, cue up my audio for me, please. I want to want to run through a couple of things here. So, uh, I'm going to start off with Joe Biden yelling at all of you because there's fewer democracies today than there were 15 years ago. Hey, I got news for you. Most countries are not democracies. I used to do this on a regular basis. It's been a while since I've done it, but I would evaluate the United Nations because the United Nations, most of the member nations are not free countries. And so the UN as a body, when the UN as a body issues these resolutions see there's binding resolutions and then there's non-binding resolutions most of what the un does is non-binding basically it's the un getting together as a membership body and complaining about a country which is like 95 percent of the time israel uh and and they pass these resolutions that don't mean anything it's basically like a strongly worded letter that's what it is well most of the united nations are not free so Everything bad that the U.N. has to say as a non-binding resolution is always directed at a democracy. Every time. They, 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 don't, they don't go after Russia. They don't go after China. They don't go after uh, terrorist states. They don't do any of that stuff. They just go after free countries. That's what they do. Because most of them are not free. So the U.N. as a whole is not run by free countries. And therefore, the U.N. as a whole is anti-free country. So here's Joe Biden yelling at everybody we have fewer democracies in the world today than we did 15 years ago mm-hmm. fewer not more fewer oh and he hit the podium 
He's doing this weird thing where he's like crunching down again. And he's got his fist up. He's like, what are you doing? Is this what? Okay, hold on. I, I don't know that I have a place to say anything, Josh. Do I look like this when I have an energy drink before the show? Is that what I look like? I look like Joe Biden. <laughs> That's not the only thing. All right, here's Joe Biden yelling about transgender individuals, not transgender, chan. All right, ready? Here's Joe Biden. Overturning the ban on transgender individuals serving openly. Same speech. Also from that speech, here, here he is mispronouncing the word Nazi. The depravity and the crimes against humanity that the Nazi regime committed. What? Uh, hold on, not, not done yet. Uh, he, he's, he's yelling again. Silence. Silence. As my dad would remind me, mm-hmm. silence mm-hmm. is complicity. Mm-hmm. Silence is complicity. Mm-hmm. That's what Nuremberg said. Your silence is complicity. <laughs> Here's another one. I wanted them to see the ability of the human mind to rationalize. Cannot be underestimated. Hey, what is going on? What is going... Okay. This is a guy who has been given speeches for over 40 years. He's never given a speech like this. This is the most bizarre garbage. Like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel self-conscious now. If I sound like this... Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, this is... It's, it's all the same speech. The exact same thing happened uh, happened on Friday, I believe this was. I didn't have a chance to go through it on, on Friday, but it's like, what in the world is going on? Transgender, mispronouncing Nazi, randomly yelling at you about stuff in the middle of a speech that doesn't mean anything. It's just, I don't know, it's bizarre, but, you know, hey. He got 81 million votes, everybody. <laughs> There's exactly one person on the planet who believes that, and that is Joe himself. We got more coming up, News Talk 95.3. Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. A friendly reminder, head over to Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host. And hit that subscribe button, watch the live stream of the video and video content. Uploaded two videos earlier today that are separate from the live stream for your enjoyment. Go ahead and uh, watch them, share them, rumble them, spread them around like COVID, do all of that stuff. Uh, Including the new super ultimate Delta variant COVID, which we'll get into a little bit later on today that they're warning everybody about. Also, uh, speaking of COVID, Jen Psaki has an ethics complaint filed against her. I hear COVID turns your hair red, but I don't know for sure. That's that's just what I've heard. Government watchdog group has filed an ethics complaint against White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki over her endorsement of Terry McAuliffe for Virginia governor during a press briefing. Um, now, here's here's the thing. She's not allowed to do that. You, you, you can't you can't use your official government position to, to do that. 
um, which is a violation of the Hatch Act. So Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics filed a complaint with the Office of Special Counsel requesting that an investigation be launched to determine if Saki violated the Hatch Act. She, she probably did. It prohibits federal government employees from participating in political campaign activity in their official capacity, which, of course, you could easily argue that as the White House press secretary during a White House press briefing, when you endorse a candidate running for office, you are, in fact, violating the Hatch Act because you're endorsing that candidate during an official official government uh, event, if you will, while on your post. So this isn't Jen Psaki in her personal time going, I think Terry McAuliffe is amazing. This is Jen Psaki in a White House press briefing endorsing Terry McAuliffe. So that's the issue here. Uh, now, again, the only exemptions for that, because people are asking, what about presidents and stuff like that? The, the White House, the president, not the White House, but the president and the vice president are exempt from the Hatch Act, just so everybody knows. So the complaint points to Psaki's comments during Thursday's press briefing when she told a reporter that we're going to do everything we can to help former Governor McAuliffe, and we believe in the agenda that he's representing. That's it's not great. It's not a good look. Of course, here's the thing. You know, um, she's a Democrat, so it doesn't matter. So she'll get away with it. The last administration systematically co-opted the government for the president's re-election. Crew President Noah Bookbinder said in a statement, while this conduct does not come close to rising to the level of the outrageous offense of the Trump administration, Crew is a huge left-wing organization, by the way. That does not mean that we should be casual about compliance with an important ethics law. The Biden administration should not follow the Trump administration down that path. During the last administration, Crew filed complaints against former Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kelly McEnany, former Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley, and former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and other Trump staffers for violating the law. McEnany slammed the media Thursday for failing to call out Pisaki's violation of the Hatch Act. Quote, why does the media not hold Saki accountable for potential Hatch Act violations? She has twice advocated for political candidates from the podium. There is no problem in engaging in First Amendment political activity, but it must be done separate and apart from the podium, she said. And she's right. So we'll see exactly what happens here, but my assumption is nothing, because, again, the swamp is the swamp, and the dwellers are the dwellers of the swamp, and they don't really care. Unless you belong to the party that starts with an R, then, then it is an example of how corrupt and horrible you are, and you should be thrown in prison. Let's not forget, they wanted they wanted Kaylee McEnany and Huckabee Sanders thrown in Guantanamo Bay. Their violations did not rise to this, by the way, but they wanted them thrown in Gitmo. This will this will this will be let go. Nobody will care about it. Probably because nobody actually listens to Jen Psaki, so they didn't really they don't actually think that her her words have any influence. Whereas if Kaylee McEnany tells you to vote for somebody, eh, she's gonna have some influence there because people like Kaylee McEnany. Got more coming up. News Talk ninety five three, Michiana's news channel.